Hey everyone, and welcome to Demon Slayer Chronicles, a weekly Demon Slayer podcast presented by Popped Off, where each and every week we will dive into every episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and more. I am your host, Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me I have James Graham and Dylan Beal to help us through this, I don't know, really cool world. It's just something really fun to talk about. I think a show me and James love a lot, and Dylan, this is your first time through. So I think we're all really excited for this. Yeah, I'm coming in as the newbie, so I, I'm really excited because uh, it, it's a good episode and everyone's talking about it, so it's got to be good, right? Yeah, like I mean, and like I mean, I think Dylan, uh, Andrew's also reading the manga as well. I'm totally all caught up. Like I mean, every part of this show is enticing, so that I like. There's no reason for us not to do a show about it. Why not? But since this is our first episode, let's do just a little bit of additional information about who we are, kind of what we want. So. Um, first off, each one of your experiences with anime, and then just kind of uh, where else they may be able to find you on Twitter, things such as that. Just a little bit of an introduction about yourself. Sure. So, D- Dylan, go ahead. Yeah, so my name's Dylan Beal. Uh, big fan of anime. I love anime. Uh, I-, I like I like all sorts of different stuff. I'm a big fan of uh, Slice of Life's uh, mecha anime. Big Gundam fan. Uh, so if you want to hear me rant and rave about... Uh, Gundam and other anime you can follow me at twitter.com slash beal for real yeah and uh I'm James Graham I'm not a Slice Life fan uh I do have a unnecessary uh fanaticism towards uh sports anime uh Kirko no Basket Haiku all that good stuff I I also like uh mech anime a lot as well as a lot of traditional uh like samurai anime uh samurai champloo Rurouni Kenshin all that good stuff uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at James A R E Graham, and uh, yeah, Andrew yourself. And then yeah, I am kind of the baby anime watcher of the group. I didn't really get into it till about a couple years ago, and pretty much I am a mix of these two anime um tastes because they both just keep recommending things for me. So I watch sports anime, slice of life, shonen, getting. I've watched some Gundam. Pretty much, I don't know what I like yet. I just keep being told to watch shows, and I'm really enjoying everything I'm watching so far. Demon Flayer is definitely one of the first shows that I think I went out of the way without being told to watch it and really loved it. So I'm really glad we're doing this. All three of us also do do another podcast related to anime. If you guys want to check that out, we do do a weekly My Hero Academia podcast where we were recapping all the episodes of season four and all the episodes before that. We're talking about diving into some of the manga, other topics, and all that. So if you do want to check that, you can find that at Class 1A, no dash, and any podcasting platforms as well. But you're here to talk about Demon Slayer, and that's kind of what the show is obviously going to be about. We are going to start off every episode with a recap of the episode. We are then going to have a conversation about what we thought about the episode, um, any kind of snippets we want to really dive into, pretty much whatever we want to talk about in that episode, we'll talk about that kind of related to this episode only. We're not spoiling anything because Dylan hasn't seen it, me and James have, so we will do our very best to only talk about things that have happened in the past and make a little mentions to the manga possible, unless it's for jokes and things like that. We don't plan on spoiling anything unless it doesn't really have much relevance on the story. Um, and then after that, we'll move into a topic of week, which is always going to be related to something Demon Slayer. This week's, so we're kind of... Um, spoiler that a little bit for the future is going to be what our own Hari is going to look like, which is the um, kind of the jacket-like thing that uh, 
Tanjiro wears all the time, for those of you that don't know. And then we'll end every single episode with a Taisho secret that I will not spoil. But that's what each and every episode is going to look like, so I do hope you guys enjoy that. But we do have just a couple more things to say before we jump into our first ever recap. Yeah, and so something about this, since it's the first episode, it's super, super important that you go and leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Um, Because those five-star reviews, especially when we're doing a new podcast, is super, super important. And if you really like it, tell a friend about us. Yeah, and so uh, if you have any suggestions for the show itself, any segments we could add in, something uh, you might think is a cool idea, or you're interested on checking out our other stuff we do, like we don't only do anime, we also do esports related stuff as well, you can find us on Twitter at popped underscore off, and uh, you can email us as well at contact at poppedoff.com. You can find all that on our website at poppedoff.com itself. But with that, let's jump into the first episode of Demon Slayer. Cruelty. We're introduced to Tanjiro Kamado, a young boy with a gifted sense of smell. He leaves his family's mountain home to head to a nearby city to sell charcoal and bring back food and gifts to the family. The Kamado family has struggled since the death of the family's father, but overall are still a very happy family, and they're very cute. Um, when Tiro and Trent, oh my goodness, I apologize. When Tanjiro arrives in town, he is recognized and welcomed by many. It's clearly not the first time he's been here, and he helps many of the townspeople with small tasks, sells his charcoals, and starts to head back home. But as we start to head back home, it is already nightfall, and an elderly man instructs Tanjiro to stay the night at his house and return in the morning. There are man-eating demons rolling the land, especially at night, and it is incredibly dangerous to be outside when you're alone. When Tanjiro returns home the next morning, he smells blood and realizes that his whole family has been murdered. Nezuko, his younger sister, is still warm to the touch and begins to carry her back to town to try to get some medical treatment. As he's walking home, they both kind of fall off of the side of the mountain, and when he gets up, it realizes that Nezuko has turned into a demon and attacks him. As Tanjiro feeds him off, fends her off, my goodness, a demon slayer who we learn is Giyu Tomioka, arrives to decapitate Nezuko. Uh, Tanjiro saves Nezuko at the last second and begs Giyu not to kill her. She would never harm anyone. Giyu dismisses the excuse and explains she's a demon now and that all hungry demons do is eat humans and there's nothing you can do to change that. Tanjiro believes that he can cure her. Um, Giyu lectures Tanjiro on if he was stronger, he might have been able to save his family, but at this point, you're too weak. Giyu stabs Nezuko, and this causes Tanjiro to jump into action and rage, but he's ultimately knocked out. At that moment, Nezuko escapes from Giyu's um, grasp and jumps towards um, Tanjiro. We expect that she is going to actually eat him in this moment and kill him, but instead turns to protect him. This catches Giyu off guard, and instead of killing her, he knocks her and Tanjiro both um, out. Um, Tanjiro dreams of his family apologizing for leaving him and saying that you are now in charge of Nezuko. When he awakes, Nezuko is by his side and gagged. Uh, Giyu tells him that to go see a man, man named Saknoji Uradokai on Mount Sangiri um, and tells him that he was being sent by Giyu. The siblings bury the rest of their family and embark on their journey. I apologize so much for struggling with that. My first time with a new podcast, all the names, just struggling through that a little bit. But nonetheless, first episode of an incredible anime, at least that me and James know it turns out to be. But I want to hear from you, Dylan. This is your first introduction to the world of Demon Slayer. And just kind of going through the emotions of this. What what, what were you expecting? Is this how you thought the story was going to go? Just what are you thinking about the first episode? No, so this isn't necessarily what I expected. I expected, like... 
a show that like really just jumps into the action stuff and it's like super you know like and more action for uh oriented um and even though things are kind of ramping up slowly i heard i i then heard that's kind of what it is it's a show that starts off slow it lays the foundation for things and really ramps up um but i like it i like this the the place the the pieces that they're putting in to really set this up i think it's really cool um the one thing that uh i think i'm most interested in is just understanding like the like the mechanics of this world like necessarily like the, the you know the the supernatural stuff like understanding like the laws and stuff around it to see what like the limits and boundaries are so that's what i really like and they're starting to to put those pieces in place now yeah and i remember going back and watching this for the first time even rewatching it now again is that when you hear a show is called demon slayer you think they're instantly going to jump into action that is going to be non-stop bloodshed from the beginning this guy's already kind of a badass and Tenjiro's just going to get in and start killing people instantly. When he learned that, like, no, he was just kind of a normal person. Um, and his family was murdered, but he really didn't have any power. He had no strength. And that a different person almost came in and killed his sister uh, when he wasn't able to. And by the end of the episode, he kind of learned that, okay, it's going to be action-based, obviously. But it's also just going to be a giant escort mission. That's kind of how I took out of this. I'm like, all right, this is not where I thought it was going to go. But it was interesting because it wasn't what I expected it to be. And whenever I'm caught off guard in the first episode of an anime like this, like this is not what I expected it to be, is always a really good sign for me. It's also inc- it was incredibly gory, like for yeah. for what I did not think because it's I, I would say this is like the mainstream anime that everyone's watching right now, and like damn, it is like really gory for what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like more typical shonen of where it's like you know kind of for all ages, quote unquote. But this is like actually like a little mature and like I was definitely taken aback by that. Not not saying it's a bad thing, but I was definitely taken aback. And just knowing the future, I I love how it like the blood does play an important factor in it. I don't know why they decided to go all on it, but I the goriness of the entire show is great, and I do love that part of it, and it makes some really cool moments. Um, but James, yeah, I guess you kind of going back like when you first watched this first episode. What were your emotions on this? Was this kind of what you expected? Were you just kind of expecting it to be all gore out too? Or what was your first experiences with the show? So, like, initially, like, when I first found the show, uh, the, um, I think I seen, like, one of the, like, the promotional videos for it. And I saw what becomes the opener, which we see at the, which we hear at the end, but we don't actually see it. Um, and it was just basically the art style and stuff like that. So, animation's a big thing for me, so it captivated me immediately. Animation in the show is incredible. It's so, so well done. Um, but yeah, like when I heard it was Demon Slayer, it was called Demon Slayer and stuff like that. I was like, okay, am I getting into something that's like classic berserk kind of stuff where it's just like, like Dylan said, like right into the action, like we're going, like we're going hard into it. We still get some action, but it's not like what I expected. Um, and yeah, like the, like they didn't really cut any corners as far as like, um, uh, like I guess kind of trying to throw you off and like shake you up a little bit in the first episode like we see the kids like entire family slaughtered right which not too many shows are successful when they lead with that the only other one i can think of is something similarly named called goblin slayer goblin slayer's first episode is incredibly disturbing and this kind of follows a trope like that not in the same light but it's still pretty like shock and awe like you just you just like i mean there's that that family is incredibly young um, Tanjiro is definitely the oldest, bro- like, uh, child out of that group. Um, so yeah, like, it, it's like, it, it really, like, jars you a little bit initially, right? 
but yeah, and he did such a good job of making you care about the family in like immediately two minutes, three minutes of time. You're like, I already care about these people, and like, if something happens to him, I will fight you. <laughs> yeah, and something happened to him very quickly. So I I do have a question that like maybe you guys can like reach into the back of your minds and see if you can remember. Did anyone instantly distrust that old man too? Yes. yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he started talking about like demons, like de- man eating demons, I'm like, well, he's Tenjiro's dead. Yeah. Not only that, but he was like kind of mean. He was he was like, you're gonna stay with me, and like the like the, I don't know, like the inflection in his voice, maybe. Mm. Um, also, like I I guess um let's let's like inform everyone on this. Who's watching it? How sub or dub? Oh, always sub. Always sub. I watched originally dubbed. I've watched these episodes subbed. I am watching these for the first time in dub. Really? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I think the dub for this show is incredible, and I don't think, like, for anyone kind of a lesser anime viewers, I think this is such a good first dub to start on and not have it be ruined. Like, because I still watch a lot of dubs, and I think this is a really good one compared to a lot of ones I've watched. So I think I think that's a better way to actually take the show. From watching the first couple episodes subbed, it feels weird to me now. For, for any of our listeners, uh, Andrew doesn't mean lesser as in, like, you're below us. Like Less you, experience. Less experience. Like, like, yeah. Newer, newer, I guess, newer anime. Yeah. All, a lot all of people, the anime plebs out there. No, trust me. Like, <laughs> I, I've, seen, like, nine ad, no, I've seen, like, nine animes total. I watch everything dub. I love dub. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to come off like that. Yeah. Thank you for that. But, I mean, like, even, even yeah, even with the initial distrust of the, of the, his, like, I think he calls him his grandfather, um, like, I think that's what he refers to him as, um... At least in the sub, I don't, in the dub they might he call it might call. He, he just basically just calls him old man. Okay, old cool. Man. But like he explains, like you know, his family's all gone and everything like that. So he probably like I feel like yeah, it's coming off as brash, but at the same time, it's like well, this is just a young kid going up the mountain by himself in the dark. Like you know, should probably yeah. push. Your- like no old person should hopefully let, let a kid do that. Yeah, but like I mean, again, the initial tone you do get is like this guy's gonna kill him. <laughs> this, this guy's yeah. looking for a way to kill him. So. But he doesn't, and he does make it back the following morning and sees everyone dead, and what a scene that was. And I guess I, when I see everyone dead, I'm like, I was waiting for a demon at this point. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. was like, okay, like we hear about these man-eating demons. Everyone's dead. Like, Where's the demon that's going to jump on Tanjiro, and this is where he's going to learn how to kill demons and become a badass demon slayer? None of that happens. Doesn't happen. None of that happens. <laughs> and I, I, I'm happy about that because that like, talks about Dylan. It keeps that slow buildup. It's like, okay, well, Tanjiro's not going to die. Let's see if he can go back and save his sister and have some remnants of what the thing was. And he starts heading back. And then when Nesco starts kind of moving and they fall off the cliff, I'm like, okay, well, that's now the demon's going to come. Like, now he fell off and now they're both going to die to the demon there. And then when Nezuko's transformation, even this time, knowing it's all going to happen and just seeing how that happened so quickly and how he reacted to her jumping on him was, it's just, I don't know. I, I love this show. I'll say that so many times, but it's just such a good start. And again, not, what do you expect? I think this is also a good scene to point out some of the mechanics of the world because at first when this happens, I, my instant thought is, oh, is this a zombie show? Like is is it is <laughs> yep. this a zombie show with just different names? Which at first, kind of seems like it. It's like you know not super. Because everyone else died, and there was yes. like no no showing that Nezgo is any different. Yeah, and and Nezgo comes back and basically just just does the zombie trope of attacking someone that obviously you love, so you know that they're not the same person. Basically, I don't want to say mindless, but at this point, she doesn't seem like she's very she intelligent. Just, yeah. just straight attacking, yeah. um, and then you know. I think later on we get into a couple more mechanics of destroying, but, you know, kind of leave it at that of, 
oh, this might be just a zombie show. Yeah. Yeah. And we also learn here that demons are incredibly much stronger um, than they can get bigger. They get bigger. They can get bigger. And they, yeah, they they have much more strength because even Tanjiro was struggling to keep the axe at bay before she started getting bigger. So she was already stronger, and then she can actually change the size of her body, um, which is another important lesson here. And that's when Giyu comes in. Our boy and Giyu, man. <laughs> Giyu, he's, he's so great. I wish we could talk about everything we want to right now, James. Yeah. But just in this first interaction, like, just a man coming up with a giant sword to cut off your sister's head that's trying to kill you is there's just something special about that moment you don't get that once well for <laughs> for me giyu is the embodiment of the all-powerful mysterious swordsman like he don't yeah he like he like he is the trope he is 100 percent the trope but it's like i don't even care because he does the, like they execute the trope so well with giyu where he you know he is very like he's very concrete he's very like absolute with him like in all this stuff and like like a big thing too that I've always paid attention to in anime, and like it usually is an indicator of a, like of their character and stuff like that, is the character's eyes. Giyu doesn't have pupils; it's just basically blue, like a like a like a like a pale blue sphere where like the whole eye should be. So it basically like it's supposed to mean the guy's like you know he's pretty cold and callous, right? And that's basically what Giyu is. His sword looks super badass. It's blue. Um, he's like insanely quick, like like and he like even his like even his like his garb like his. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna somebody, somebody pronounce it before I butcher it. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, is like it's like pretty generic, but it's got some cool patterns on it. Like, yeah, there's. Oh, I think the split one's super cool. I think Tanjiro's is much more basic than. I guess so. Yeah, he, he does. Is. He does have a split down it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it makes it like he's very eye catching as well at the same time, despite having this very like plain affect, right? So, yeah, Giyu, Giyu's definitely cool as hell. Like, yeah. And Dylan, since this is your first time through, actually, I want to, for this, this episode, I want, for the next couple of talking points, like, what questions did you go, what went through your mind? Like, I guess me and James have seen this, so it's, it's harder for us to talk through point by point, but, like, what stood out to you once this whole Giyu came into the conversation here? Um, I, I guess that's just a good kind of introduction into, like, this this world, right, of where you have, you know, they, they, they I think they talk about, like, the Demon Slayers a little bit early on. Um, I think the old man brings it up or something yeah. on how he, like, keeps him at bay. And so you kind of, like, it, it fits all the pieces together. The old man is, like, the, the doom um, doomsayer or whatever. It says, you know, there's man-eating demons, and then there's also demon slayers. Of course, right afterwards, we are introduced to the man-eating demons <laughs> yeah. and demon slayers. Um, so I, I think it's a good introduction, and it kind of sets up what's going on. Um, my first thoughts on it were, oh, damn, I guess... They're these random one-off roaming, you know, like Ronins who just go around killing demons. Like, that's yep. that's what they are. Um, and, you know, that fit into, the, James brought it up earlier, fits into Joe perfectly of, like, the mysterious sword wielder r- walking around just killing killing stuff. Just killing um, stuff, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I thought it was interesting. And I also liked um, in the scene of where, like, he's running at him, he throws a rock and he, like, tosses the hatchet up in yeah. the air to trick him. Like, at that moment, he kind of realizes, oh, damn. Like, th- there's something to this kid. There's, like, something to him. Um, well, that that's even when Tanjiro kind of goes from, like, the whiny kid of, like, please don't kill my sister. Like, he's just, I mean, that's kind of what he's going right? into. Yeah. Is, yeah. He's like, you, you're weak. If you weren't so weak, maybe you could have done something. Um, and then at that moment when he does that move, it's like, well, shit, maybe there is something. Like, T- um, Tanjiro is just a fine character in the first episode. Like, the first half, like, 
He's not. Ins- he's not insufferable will... like most shonen characters are. Usually, at the very no. Beginning. But he's not. I don't love. You don't love him from the beginning. Like, oh, like, he has a cool relationship. His family is really good. The kids, town people like him. But once it starts getting the thing where he's just pretty much crying and freaking out, like I. But you like, kind of relate to that. His family was just killed. But I mean, just, I didn't love him right away until till this moment. I'm like, okay. There's going to be something I can grow No, with. but that's huge for Shonen. Like, yeah, the fact it, that, like, that you are somewhat on board with the main character on the first episode is, like, unheard of. You should hate the main okay. character for at least the first <laughs> half of the season. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I despise Naruto, like, the first time watching through. Like, I was Insufferable. watching it. Insufferable. Absolutely intolerable. And I watched it for everybody else. But even, even with Tanjiro, when he's, like, pleading and groveling, it doesn't feel whiny. It feels very sincere. It's legit. The, how the show relays his emotions is like fucking primo. Like they do it, they do it so well. It all feels so so genuine. Where in a many other shonens, they just feel like a brat. You know what I mean? But Tanjiro is yeah. far from that. Tanjiro, like he walked down the mountain and back up again with a whole thing of coal. Everybody knows him around his around the town as like a handyman kind of thing. He's so, the dude. He's the dude. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Um, I really, I really think that sh- this shonen did a excellent job of character development in one episode because you never, never get that, right? Yeah. Well, I guess one other feature we do learn while Kiyu is kind of lecturing is that um, Tenjiro is sure that he can cure, save Nezuko, mm-hmm. and that there is no cure. That once someone is a demon, that they only think about eating humans, and that's all. Like that's how it is, and that's how they will be until they're slayed by demons. Yeah, and that does seem like it's setting up for, you know, I don't want to say the main plot, but at least yeah. the first big plot beat of, hey, let's go find the cure. Like, I, I think Moshonen does this fairly well at the beginning of they establish, here's the lofty big goal that we're going to eventually try to reach, you know? And then you have all the arcs between it. Like, yeah. My Hero Academia, Deku is going to be the best, greatest hero, and everything up until then. This is going to be, we're going to save Nesco, and everything is going to be from point a to point b and there's gonna be a ton of arcs in between it yeah which which i you know it 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 hits all the beats of a shonen um but i think it does it fairly well and i guess the biggest reveal of the moment is after being lectured that nesco will do nothing but eat humans and when she gets the opportunity turns around and protects tenjiro yeah which leads which leads gyo to be not a cold-blooded prick and just be like all right like well like shit i guess yeah everything i know isn't true yeah that's that's kind of the first break of character you see in him is that he is a stone cold killer the wandering swordsman that you guys keep mentioning but he's like well maybe like you kind of see that there is something more to the demon slayers like yes their job is to kill demons but they're also not going to just kill a demon if there's something weird about it which is kind of cool to see here is that there is a little bit more depth to even this seemingly cold character and that's where, yeah, when they wake up, well, we learn. That. Yeah, it's not just it's not just a, a, a it's not a total breaking character. It just adds layers to Gyu that like you, this character that you're in, like introduced to very very quick, and he disappears really quick too. Like he's like he's like there he's like hey don't let her eat anybody and then deuces I'm out of here right. He like well no he, t- he says a little more than that. He, well, he does tell him to go to the mountain and he does go t- to. Find Urodaki. Yeah, he does Ur- tell him to go. Ur-Dakai. Yeah, he does tell him to go find the old man. All that good stuff. A different old man. <laughs> but like, I mean, but that's it. Like, and then he's gone, right? Like, like, and that's really it. So, you know, there's more to this guy than just the trope, which is sick. Um, and then yeah, and he 
chucks a muzzle on Nezuko, like which I th- like, or like a bite, a bamboo shoot, yeah, yeah, like a, or like I guess it's like more of a bite. It's probably for the teeth, like which makes sense. But that was a, like when I first watched it, it was an initial thing, kind of threw me off. I was like, why is she? Why does she have this? Like, why is this? I, I'm assuming it's just. And now it's iconic. <laughs> yeah, what? it's a re- it prevent from biting. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And I guess yeah. And then after after he does leave and he gets and Tendio gets the mission, uh, his kind of first mission, we go back and bury the family and clearly move on. That okay, the little introduction area is done. We now know our main characters. We know kind of the heroes and the villains of the world, and we know what the ultimate goal is. Yeah, and the episode ends there. You get all flushed out real fast. Yeah, they did. They, like they actually did do such a good job of building the entire world really quickly. Like you have a lot of questions. But you also understand so much of it that there are people that are just normal people. There's demon slayers, there are demons, and then um, you're one of those three categories, and that you kind of understand how demons work, except for why Nesco is a demon, why the rest of the family is dead. It's one big question. You still have it in the end of the episode. Unless, is there anything else you were wondering, Dylan, that you didn't have answered? Uh, no. I mean, like, it, it sets up the mechanics, and it kind of also breaks them down at the same time of having her not be just kind of like a demon who just wants to eat everyone. So <laughs> it, it, that kind of threw me for a loop, but I don't know. I'm interested to find more about it. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the first episode? Or are you feeling pretty good about it? Feeling good. Awesome. Well, then with that, let's move into the first topic of the week. So like I said already, these are just going to kind of be random topics. They could be very related to the show and very serious, maybe a ranking or something like that. Or they could be this week where the Howler East for Demon Slayer is something that you see throughout the entire show. That is somewhat of a spoiler, but I mean, you already see two in episode one, so I don't think it's that big of a spoiler. And they're kind of an iconic thing, especially Tanjiro's. You see everyone cosplay it. That's how you know it's a Tanjiro cosplay. So my question to you is, like, I don't need a patch-by-patch description, but just in general, what would your Hayori's look like? Easy, easy. Mine would be black and white checkered, so I'd be this. I would have the ska one. The ska one. Oh my god. <coughs> That's good. I like. All that. right. Um, James, do you have any idea? Honestly, like Giyu's is just like such inspiration. Like a very, like a very intricate or like repeating nice pattern on one side and then a plain color on the other. I would definitely rock something like like that because I think that's it's just so aesthetically pleasing that and I feel like you know in combat it would throw people off, dude. You have like this one pattern that's moving really fast and this other one that like the color would just like kind of throw you off. So yeah, yeah. Take hey, gonna draw inspiration from Giyu. Yeah, I actually kind of like a mix of the two. Is that I'd go with more of like. Um, Giyu's is kind of like a patchwork on the left side that there's no actual pattern to it's just a bunch of colors and the other side is just plain so I'd probably do like a half um, red and black checkered and then the half just plain I don't know what the other half would be but I kind of like the split look but I also really like the checkered look so I'm just going to say let's put them together and see if they look good so I don't know exactly what it looks like but I don't know I love the Hauris. Um we, yeah, we learn we see so many cool ones throughout the entire show and it's just funny that, like, do you think, I mean, it is such a basic outfit. Do you think people, when they just, like, make animes, like, they try to make pieces easy to cosplay? Like, I know that's not the only reason, but, like, it's such a basic piece for, like, Ten, uh, Tenshiro that it became so iconic. Do you think they tried to make that iconic, or it's just how the character looked? I, I, I think it's just part of character design, because you want your character to be iconic no matter what they're wearing. Like, look at Naruto. The orange is like the most iconic thing ever that if you if you saw a 
a person with blonde spiky hair and just or just orange color like jumpsuit or something you would instantly go that looks like naruto like like it's 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 things that i i think as like a character designer you want to make your characters as iconic as possible just because because that's the name of the game right yeah no that's, that's a really good point it's just yeah it's just it's yeah i, I didn't when i first saw it, like oh i like oh his character design looked cool but i never thought it would have been as iconic as it is already with how quickly this show became mainstream and really popular yeah it blew up it blew up real fast yeah but dylan i'm gonna hand it over to you to kind of explain taisho secrets a little bit and um where they i guess where the concept came from and share your first one yeah so i i this is a little jumping ahead i guess because it's first introduced in the next episode um but these are just little little bits that that we're going to give you guys at the end of every episode um you know most of it is going to just be fun facts about about the show um you know some kind of behind the scenes stuff from it so hey a Taisho secret for you. The opening, which we hear for the first time at the end of this episode, is performed by Lisa, who you might also know from Angel Beats, Sword Art Online, My Hero, The Fate series, and a ton of other stuff too. She's a huge mainstay in anime music. Yeah, uh, the second I heard, like, and can we talk about the opener for this show? Is fantastic. I gave us it's a closing good. for this one, but as the show goes on, the opening, I it is one of those ones that I add to my Spotify. Like, okay, I won't listen to a ton, but if it comes on on the right day on shuffle, I'm listening to the thing on repeat. Like, oh, yeah. it's yeah. good. It's really, it's re- so it's really, really good. well done. And even even with the close, like, so this is the only episode where it syncs up with the closer. But even when it syncs up with the closer, it's super well done. And then when you get the opening, which we're going to talk about probably to death in the next episode, um, you guys will really enjoy it. It's great. But anything else we want to talk about for Taisho Secrets, Topic of the Week, or we want to wrap up our first ever episode of Demon Slayer Chronicles? All right, well, I'm going to hand it back over to you. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. So, yeah, guys, uh, like Dylan mentioned earlier, um, with new podcasts, five-star reviews are super, super big. Um, it really helps with our visibility and all that good stuff. So if you could leave us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And make sure you check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for updates on this podcast and all the other stuff that we do. And eventually it will become a weekly basis, but since we are releasing all three of the first episodes on the first day, go check out episode two of Demon Slayer Chronicles right now and alongside episode three, not too long after that. And then after that, we hope to see you back here every week. Yeah.